Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. You have offended this podcast and you have offended the entire movie making community. Do you understand? The concept of the Tooth Fairy. And welcome once again to You Have Offended This Podcast. We watch martial arts movies. My name is Mike McCarran. With me, as always, is a man who is also known as The Rock, for reasons that will remain undisclosed, Chad Lindsay. How you doing, buddy? Jeez. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I had so much fun going back and seeing this again. I remember really enjoying this film. And uh, going back on the rewatch, I had an absolute blast this is a fun movie dude like i had forgotten a lot of this movie because i watched it when it came out shortly after it came out probably in 2004 this came out in 2003 so i probably watched it in 04 and not since then and had forgotten a lot this is a good fun flick yeah i remembered like the main beats you know what i mean like i remembered like certain action pieces but one thing i did forget is how much physical fighting there is in this film and how fast paced it is because this movie moves at a pretty good clip. Like it goes by quickly in that, you know, 90 minute or so runtime. Yeah. It does not let up this movie. Once it starts rolling, it rolls and it does not let up. There's a lot of good fights. There's a lot of good gun action. The characters just kind of come right at you with, you know, the rock and Sean William Scott and like Walken's awesome as he always is. And uh, Rosario Dawson, she's great in this. John Grease, I love that dude. Like, this is a good film, man. Yeah, and the fight choreography was the fight choreography was excellent. It you was. Know, I'll be completely honest. I thought it was excellent. They did some wire work. They did a lot of wire work, to be perfectly yeah. honest. But it's not wire work in the fact that they're flying. But basically, everybody <laughs> with, in this with film some exceptions. Is, <laughs> yeah, with some exceptions. But everybody in this film is like they took the Captain America serum because <laughs> yes, the hits that everybody gets hit with. You know, we talk about like moments where, oh, that would end the fight. That would end the fight. There's like 150 <laughs> hits in this yeah. film that would completely end the fight immediately. And well, be- and death. Like, most of the people would be fucking oh, dead. Oh, almost everybody would be dead in this, after the first scene. <laughs> this yeah, this movie hurts to watch in a good way. Like, when you see something, like, it actually makes you go, whoa! <laughs> or it makes you go, ooh! Like, you feel the hits. And I think that's one of the things you have got to give credit to uh, Pete Berg. Yes. The director of this film that really, really amped up the action and just, just hits you right in the testicles. Right in the testicles. <laughs> Every time some, someone gets thumped, I had I had a blast going back to this. Yeah, it reminded the action scenes with the quick cuts and stuff reminded me of uh, Three Kings a lot, like that movie I really liked by David O. Russell, and I, I I really enjoyed that movie a lot with the with the quick cuts and back and forth. And there's a lot of like zooms to related imagery that's not in the film. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, there's well, yeah, and then there's actually a couple of lens zooms where I was like. Holy Jesus, like, you know, there's there's a close shot and then it actually zooms back and it's like, oh my God, okay, like you're on another mountain, you know, on the other side of the <laughs> yeah. mountain range. Yeah. Like, there's a couple of moments where like, you're just like, wow, like, 
you can tell, you know, for what it's worth, I know this is probably like a, a summertime blockbuster popcorn film. It's great. I I give this a two big enthusiastic thumbs up. Yeah, me too. Very fun movie. All right, so I broke it into five sections like normal. Uh, before we get into that, as always, please check out our social media. You can find us at You Have Offended This Podcast if you search that on Instagram, if you search that on Facebook, you'll find our page. If you search that on YouTube, you'll find our YouTube page. We are at YHOTP on Twitter. On any of those places, you can leave us comments. You can leave us uh, suggestions for movies, whether you liked it or didn't like it. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, please, if you could, the most important one is go to patreon.com slash you have offended this podcast and become a subscriber, become a patron for as little as five bucks a month. You can get access to all of our full length movies, uh, the entire season one. And plus, we started our new series called Partial Arts, which are movies that are not necessarily martial arts movies. Kind of like this one, actually, but a little bit more off the cuff. We just did uh, the Pink Panther Strikes Again. Tremendous with Cato and, and Inspector Clouseau. So you'll get all of those as well, which which only get released to our beloved patrons. And uh, also, please leave us a review on iTunes or on whatever platform you listen to us on. Those really help us out. And if you can't do any of that, hey, man, just tell a bunch of friends about the podcast. Anybody you think might dig it, let them know about us. Awesome. So this is, yeah, the rundown. 2003, this was filmed on an $85 million budget. Uh, the box office says it made $80.9 million. So took a slight loss, but mm. hey, man, it's I don't know how that happened because it's like you said, this is nonstop action and uh, it's good, man. I mean, that's a big budget to rec- recoup. Yeah. Like when I hear budgets like that, I don't even know how I don't even know how they recoup that. Like, that's just that's just insane. And I think that, you know, like we're living in 2021 as at the time of this recording. Yeah. Um, I think those big budget films are I think they're just going to be gone. I don't think we're going to get hundred million dollar movies anymore like it just it's just with theaters and whatnot everything's going to be going direct to streaming but you know we live through the big boom man we live through the best time yeah this kind of this kind of 2000 kind of 95 to 2005 ish range and even a little later probably was kind of the big movie theater big box office boom kind of time I think with all the, yeah. you know, the big budget movies and stuff. And like, this was before The Rock, Dwayne Johnson, was a real proven kind of commodity in movies. Like, he's he's about to drop, he's doing right now that big Black Adam movie for DC. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't know if you follow, and I'm talking to both you and the listeners, if you follow Dwayne Johnson on Instagram. That dude is inspirational and he's god damn massive right now he's cutting down uh his dieting for for black adam and oh my jesus that guy's massive (laughs) yeah when i first heard that i was like you know what i think the rock honestly even though zachary levi did a really great job as shazam i still to this day hold that the rock should have taken that role yeah he'd be a great villain and a great black adam but he's got a really great ability with his acting to kind of have that that nice guy childlike wonder in his face yes so i really think he would have done an excellent job at playing like 15 year old billy batson with you know a great big massive uh body with superpowers i yeah i think he would have done such a great job doing that but i'm excited to see him as black adam because he can also be scary as shit as we see in the opening scene of this yeah exactly yeah let's rock into this so section one here we kind of get the opening with the bar scene 
Uh, we get the conversation with his, his, I guess, his boss, Walker, and then the trip to South America, and there he eventually meets our kind of main villain, Hatcher. So we get the open here where he goes into the bar. He's taking his little notes on porcini mushrooms from Emeril Legasse because he wants to be a chef or whatever he wants. He wants to be a cook or something. And uh, we get the cool little hand. I, I guess this was sort of universally noted as being sort of a handing of the torch from Arnold to the rock here where he's walking into the club and you get uh arnold saying have fun as he walks past him yeah i thought that was amazing i i thought it was great that wasn't even supposed to be in the movie arnold just apparently happened to be like on the same lot filming something else and they were like hey do you want to come in and film a little quick thing and they just came up with that kind of on the spot so it wasn't actually a planned thing but it's great yeah it works really it works awesome i mean you know arnold's such an iconic box office hero yeah masterpiece super guy and to have him kind of handing the torch off in that quick little scene was just it's great. awesome just great to see him just pop in there for that yeah and the rock kind of gives him that like little like well okay all right whatever like he doesn't kind of know what's happening look yeah and uh it's weird now to see johnson with hair because he's he's yeah i was thinking that too iconically he's, yeah, bald so now used to seeing him bald yeah yeah, yeah. but uh yeah he comes in here and he's going to collect a uh, gambling debt from a football player here, a quarterback. But the quarterback, as he comes in and is scoping out the scene here, has his entire offensive line with him at the bar. <laughs> and Johnson is a big football player. And he's going through all who these people are, and they're intercutting here with football footage. The football footage, by the way, in, in the where they're cutting to each guy. Oh, that's so and so. He played for this, and they're cutting to like car crashes and broken bones in football. The football is from Vince McMahon's XFL League. Oh, is it really? Okay. I was I actually was wondering where that was. A little from. nod to Vince there. And the he he had taken a break a little bit from wrestling starting in sort of the early two thousands around this time to start pursuing his acting career. And you can tell that here as well, the the little nods like with the XFL and in this upcoming scene here where he starts to fight because he won't let this quarterback guy off the hook. The quarterback thinks he wants to try out and blows him off. Then he thinks he wants an autograph and blows him off. And then Beck, the the Rock's character, Dwayne Johnson's character, is saying, you have this debt. I'm here to collect. I want to be a nice guy. Just slip me the ring for collateral. Well, this is an example of a great, like, fake out for us because the Rock comes in, you know, he kind of acts really polite and he's like, hey guys, how you doing? And he's he's kind of acting very beta here. Yep. And eating a lot of shit from these guys, yep. right? Who are, you know, obviously really tough Acting guys. Acting the part, yep. And uh, he goes through this whole type of thing, and then, you know, they basically tell him to piss off, throw a drink in his face, and he slinks away. Yeah. And you're just like, what? Why is he slinking away? This is, this is an action movie? And he goes to the bathroom, calls his boss, and he's like, they have a real shot. I don't want to hurt I them. I love that part. And it's such a great little... Uh, it's just a great little uh, insight into uh, Beck's character because despite the fact that he's playing it really nice, he knows he can just go through these guys. Which is crazy because when the, when the drink gets thrown in his face and these giant dudes stand up and he slinks off, you think, oh, okay, like he's a little bit scared. Like I would be, but he's not scared. He's He legitimately is concerned for the well-being of the guys he has to kick the shit out of. <laughs> yeah, he's going to straight... He's going to straight beat the asses out of these guys <laughs> and ruin their chances to, uh, you know, have a successful season. Yeah. It's really great. It is great. And then when he comes back out, like the, the, the look that he changes, he changes the look on his face when he looks in the mirror like, okay, fuck, here we go. And goes back out and gives them the you have two choices speech. 
You know, you when he's walking oh. through, like he looks at himself in the mirror when he's coming through. Like he has got like focus, concentration. He's working through the crowd. He's like, "Well, this is it. Yep. <laughs> it's on. It's on, son." Yep. And just basically, yeah, gives him. Then that's kind of a thing that happens throughout the mo- whole movie. You've got two choices: yep. A and B, and uh, he picks B. He picks B, and that's the wrong choice, and he just beats the fuck out of all these dudes. And uh, I, the song in the background is awesome. The strobe light covers a lot of the uh, the moves that they're doing. He gives the one guy the rock bottom. Yeah, which is like, yeah, of course, which is amazing. Yeah. But yeah, everything that he does in the club, like the strobe light and flash into the crowd and flash into like other people reacting to what he's doing, yep. just really kind of amps it up without making it too jumpy and too hard to follow no but it's right on that edge like you said before scene. yeah yeah it's right there if it went a little further it would be just a little hard to digest but it's enough and he does enough wide shots that when he does like flip the guy into the coffee table or throw guys around like he they do use the wider shots so you kind of get a occasionally get a feel for the room and their positions yep. so you can kind of understand where the action's going so yeah Great opening fight scene. Great way to kind of show, you know, who Beck is as a character and just how goddamn tough he is. I was, and when he when he throws that, DJ I was just gonna say when he frisbees player. the fucking turntable at him and hits him in the kidney, just oh! yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I was like, Jesus dude, it's fucking great. Christ. And then they the yeah. freeze frame with Beck, retrieval expert, the rundown, and they go into the credits from there. Yeah, it's fantastic, man. It's awesome. And then he goes outside. Yeah, it's tight. And he goes to his car and gets shot with the goddamn beanbag. <laughs> oh my god, that would hurt so goddamn. Do you much. remember in Jackass when Johnny Knoxville, Johnny Knoxville took that one to the stomach to, yeah, and it fucking yeah. near killed him? Like you could yeah. feel the pain on Knoxville's face when he got hit with that. I can't even yeah. imagine getting shot with one of those goddamn sand well, beanbags. I, I remember specifically the whether it was a police officer or whoever actually shot him. Johnny Knoxville's like, so this is like non deadly force, and he's like, it's uh, less deadly. <laughs> like how the guy yeah. described it. So it's just like less deadly. Like, wait a minute, Jesus! But yeah, the the beanbags man are great, and this guy like looks like season four Walter White. Yeah, like with a little bit of heft yep. on him. Like as soon as he showed up, because I had not seen Breaking Bad, I was like, Jesus, he looks like Walter White that just you know like spent a month at. Taco Bell like, <laughs> strutting down the road. But yeah, it's uh Yeah, it's it's a really good fast-paced opening scene here. Yeah, man. it's good. Hey, and thank you for listening to this teaser episode of the podcast. Full episodes can be found at patreon.com slash you have offended this podcast. We do at least four episodes a month. Everyone gets one free. The other three are like this one, a teaser with the full show available with a subscription. Now there's five levels of subscription to choose from to suit any budget with the lowest being just five bucks per month. That's less than a rabbit harness leech thing on Amazon. I mean, what are you going to do with that? It's nice. I mean, don't get me don't get me wrong, but think about it. You can walk your rabbit safely or you can get over 6 hours of original entertainment to make your workout or commute or life better. Plus, access to all the past seasons, each season being 21 episodes. Patrons also get to be a part of the Dojo crew. You become a producer of the show. And the best part is you don't have to do any of the hours of work it takes to create an awesome show every week. You just reap the benefits. It's awesome. 
So head on over to patreon.com slash you have offended this podcast and become a patron. You'll have our eternal gratitude and the satisfaction of literally being a producer of the media you find most appealing. Thank you so much. We'll see you inside the dojo. Here and Walker says, no, you can be out, but I want you to do one last thing, which is go down here to Brazil and get my son back. You do that. And uh, I will get you out of your contract, your thing, your whatever, and you can go.